Oh, the sounds. Hi, this is T. This is Burning Tarot. And the sounds in the background of a Burning Tarot reading podcast thingamajig really ought to be little birds or the bees and bugs of summertime or the silence of snow. Because we normally do this stuff in the woods, right? Well, I'm in the woods, but I'm in the woods inside a house. It's a lovely house. I'm somewhat allergic to the house. That's a whole other story. But basically, it's a really beautiful house with big windows, so I can look outside. I can even see that it's a little bit less oppressive out there today. Our smoke rating from the forest fires has dropped from extremely hazardous up it was up to 661 ppm that's parts per million to you highest in the state of oregon and now it's down to 370 or something which is outrageously high (laughs) it's still you know beyond red into the dark screaming maroonish red zone of the charts and it's still hazardous, don't leave your house kind of stuff. But I realized that, that I can see a difference. I don't think I realized quite how oppressive it was when we were up in the 400, 500, 600 realm range with just looking out your house and just seeing this weird gray thing. It's still like that, but I feel like maybe it's a little bit thinner and I can see some salmony, ambery, orangey sunlight rays coming down through now. So it gives it a feeling of some spaciousness that the woods is out there still. And there's lots of birds doing bird things. I just can't hear them because I'm in here. In here you might hear here, here. In here you might hear um, an air filter blowing. We're lucky to have those. You might hear the Beatles in the background. In the other room, because someone really likes the Beatles and they're listening to the Beatles. So that's where we land at this point. My goodness, what a long introduction. Um, I'm not sure if I'm qualified to be your tarot reader today. There's that part of me that sometimes says, well, I am sufficiently messed up and grumpy and crazy and stressed and tired. Why the hell should anyone listen to me? (laughs) I just dropped the cards on the ground, too. It sounded musical because they fell hard enough that one of my guitars started kind of ringing. Uh, Yeah, these are the indoor noises, right? Clunking things, guitars. Um, So yeah, there's the part of me that just thinks, you know, save the readings for somebody who's happy and perfect and good and calm. Let them look at cards. Let them talk to the handful of people that listen to Burning Tarot. A million podcasts out of there. There's a hundred bazillion tarot websites. Nobody needs me and my cranky, mangy old voice. 
that could all be true, my dears. But I miss you. And I like you. And I like the messages you send me. And I like reading tarot, so I'm just going to do it. And give us a little guidance for the upcoming week. I've been cleaning out my um, studio, <laughs> office, funny room thing, bedroom. It's hard to tell what this room is, but I've been cleaning it and dusting it. And I ran into, I picked up a, a letter that I was sent a couple of months ago by one of you. And the letter ended with this comment. And I'm listening to your podcasts, which continue to be eerily relevant to my life. And you drew a smiley face. So I found that today, and that made me go, you know, okay, grumpy tarot reader lady, go ahead and pull some cards. I like your feedback, my friends. I like the little emails where you let me know that you're listening and that these things are making sense to you when they are. I rarely get emails saying, oh, that didn't make any sense to me. You can send me those too, burningtarot at gmail.com. Okay, so let's see if this is going to be eerily relevant to anybody. Last time we polled, it became eerily relevant to quite a few of us. Some of us were having trouble with everyday matters and getting all worked up about planning stuff. And the tarot said, well, hello, here's the Wheel of Fortune. The tarot said, something bigger than you is going on. And your petty little concerns will not matter a whole bunch. Which is precisely what happened, where we are basically everything caught on fire. So um, would any of those plans, if they had been made successfully, would have been canceled anyway, right? That kind of thing. So maybe today will be really relevant as well. Let's do something a little different here. I'd like to invite you to pull this card with me. Since we don't really know how time works, and if you don't believe me, go read some you know, quantum physicists talking about it. I'm gonna have you help me pull this card even if you're listening to this quote unquote after I pull the card. The way you can help me is by uh, sitting up straight if you're a sitting up kind of person, lying down solidly, if you're a lying down kind of person, if you're a standing up kind of person, which that's me, take off your shoes. There's my clunky shoe removal sound in the background. Ah, birds are going nuts out there. They're happy we started running our sprinklers again. We finally fixed them. We were just running them to be like, okay, if the forest fire comes here, the pine needles will be damp before they go up in flames. <laughs> the birds like it. We've got jays out there. So stand up or lie down or sit up and feel yourself being connected to the earth. Just like these little birds with their little feet are connected to the earth and that gray squirrel I'm looking at right now. Well, those things move so fast, how could they even be connected to the earth? But they are, and so are we. So let's feel that earth connection through the soles of our feet, through our butts, through our backs. Whatever part of us is, you know, being the gravity that cradles us and attaches us to the floor or the ground. 
allow roots to reach out from that part of our bodies. They reach sideways so that we can be flexible in the wind and they reach down so that we can pull nutrients from the center of the earth. Feel our roots going further and further down. You might feel them run into an obstacle. Maybe a root is coming out of your left foot. Feel where it hits a giant rock. Feel how it plows through the rock, how it fingers its way through and makes a crack in the rock. This is the power of the earth and the earth's plants, the earth's creatures. We change the earth and it's not all bad. Maybe I'll post a picture of the stones that trees grab out of the earth. Their roots change what the earth does, what it is. And when eventually they fall, they bring the earth up with them. And I obsessively photograph this. So let's feel our own roots going down and imagine them twining around, around things that seem so powerful we don't even have any business dealing with. A giant boulder, a humongous rock, an endless plain of lava, the magma fiery hot from deep in the center of the earth. These are all part of us. We reach them through our roots. Our roots belong down here. And the power and the fire and the earthiness and the deep, rich, watery nutrients, all of these things come up through our roots. So let's feel them while we breathe. Let's feel the power, the wetness, the nutrition, the bounty and the bigness, the bigly bigness. Let's feel all that coming up through our feet, our butts, our backs, from the earth, up through us, through our legs, through our hips, our private bits, up through our guts, up through our anuses, through our pancreas, livers, kidneys, our stomachs, our spleens. Into our lungs go the very important powers of the earth. We need our lungs right now. We've got these fires, we've got this COVID. Thank you, lungs, for doing your lung thing. Wow. Let's do a whole separate breath. It's just about thinking the lungs. As though minerals from the earth we're coming up to buoy up our lungs, make them stronger during this difficult time. Our hearts, let's breathe the earth and the water into our hearts. Say thank you, heart. And let's pull that amazing energy all the way up our backs, our spines, our difficult, painful, sometimes, neural systems, our rib cages expand with it, and then it flows through all those little cranky rotator cuff and shoulder bits, 
down our arms, our elbows, our fingertips. And with the next breath, let's feel the earth energy pushing up from below, pushing up all the way through our delicate necks and our throats. It soothes and strengthens our throats so that we can breathe and we can talk and we can eat and we can have a voice. And then let's expand that strong energy up into our jaws. Our jaws feel strong, but they also relax. Our tongues flop a little in relaxation. Our ears are filled with strength. We're so grateful to have our senses. So cool. Oh my gosh, beautiful woodpecker. I can't remember what this kind is called. You're gorgeous there, bird. Hello. So let's pull that energy into our eyeballs, our eyeballs that let us see things like beautiful birds. Our whole face, teeth, everything is strengthening and relaxing at the same time, infused by energy from the deepest earth. Let's feel our skulls, the skin of our heads and our brains. Let's feel them accepting water up from the earth, coming up from those roots, washing upwards. Let's feel earth nutrients coming up. They're in our hands, our breasts, our elbows. They're flowing through our eyeballs, our cheekbones, and all the way through the tops of our heads. Well, hello there, Jay. Stellar's Jays, even they're not loud enough for me to hear inside. So here we are in nature, you guys. Even if you're in the middle of a city listening to this, you are connected to the earth and therefore to me in this moment. And I'm grateful that we're connected to each other. If you have extra energy flowing, Go ahead and let it flow up from below and then through your hands and send it back down into the earth. So it's like if you're standing up, it's coming up through your feet, up your legs, up through the shoulders, and then down, down, dripping down through the elbows, the wrists, the hands. You return that energy to the earth that way. If you have energy that seems to be moving up and up and up and up, coming up from below, and maybe it needs to go somewhere up top, that's great. Blast it on up, open a space in the top of your skull to let it out, okay? You're sending it up to the sun god. You're sending it to the sky father. Here you go. If this part happened to connect for you, then you are now a conduit. You're the conduit between Mother Earth and Father Sky right now. That's pretty cool. Let it flow. I wouldn't let this one go too long, however. Settle yourself down when you're ready. Thank Father Sky. Thank Mother Earth. Thank the sun gods and goddesses. And then go ahead and close Close the crown of your head. Okay? 
We could do a longer uh, meditation or visualization with this later. Send me an email if you want me to make something like that for you, and I'll do it. But for now, we need to kind of close that thing down. Can't just leave it open. All right, so we have been infused with energy from the earth, the deep earth. Some of us have communed that energy with the sky. We have water energy flowing in us. We have earth. Let's also give a little acknowledgement to the great element of fire that transforms things so quickly and makes such havoc in the process. Hello, fire. We fucking respect you, in case we haven't mentioned it lately. Yeah. Please don't burn me up. But I gotta say, you're kind of awesome. And to air an element that's sometimes tricky for me to handle, and many of us in this air-heavy culture. Let's just acknowledge air, the power of words, of lightning, of the desire for power, of being fleet and full of thought. Hello, air. Thanks for being the messenger. And all you four elements, if you could be here with us as we draw a couple of cards, that would be super duper great. This is not the formal version of calling the elements, but hey, whatever works, you guys. All right. So I'm moving some cards around. We've got the golden tarot here with us. And for our small handful of burning tarot folks, what is it that we can think on, turn to, return to, throughout the next week-ish? Many of us, um, not all of us, but many of us are here on the West Coast in Oregon and California. And we're having a hard fucking time, frankly. So cards, can you just kind of give us an indicator of where should we could put our attention during this difficult time? Where can we put our attention? And where can we expect that to head? Oh, okay. So you guys, I drew three cards. The first one kind of um, tells us where to put the attention. The second tells us a warning of something that's coming up. The third one tells us where we're really heading with this energy. These are all good things to know. I'm going to keep it short, though. So, first of all, we have, where shall we turn our attention? Two of Cups. In this card, we see a man and a woman. They're each holding a goblet. She's got a quill pen in her left hand. Well, she's holding it like, like it's a writing instrument. He's holding up his skirts. Very nice. There's some uh, sheep or somebody in the background there. Um, look to our relationships. This is pretty simple. Look to our personal relationships. This might not seem like the most obvious place to go when we're dealing with collective insanity and breakdown, as we are. We're dealing with a lot of large systemic problems in our society, in our forests, in our communities. But when the Two of Cups come up, comes up 
here, it is saying to us, spend some time with your partner if you have a romantic partner. Spend some time writing letters, not emails, letters to your good friends. Reach out with a message of love and definitely with a spirit of commitment and compromise. When we get to the Two of Cups, we're generally welling up with emotion. The emotion is either there kind of trying to flow out of us, or the emotion is trapped under whatever bottle stopper we're using to shove it down and pretend it's not even there. Two of Cups says, well, you know what? It's actually safe to flow with that energy. You need that emotional energy it's part of you and it's already there. So let's look at ways of finding, uh, finding compromise and commitment with those around us. The strengthening of our personal relationships, that's how we're going to get through this tough time. It's possibly the only way that we'll get through the larger problems happening to our society as well. It's a time for... Um, the Two of Cups isn't like, hey, baby, let's get it on. You know, it's not that kind of togetherness card. It's two people saying, well, this takes work, and I'm going to have to give something up to be in this relationship, and so are you, and let's do it anyway, and let's tend to our relationships. Let's allow them to feel important. These are private relationships, by the way. They may have a public component, such as a marriage is a public component of a private relationship. But with this card this week, we're being asked to conduct relationships in private. So that may be a phone call. That may be a letter. That may be real life if you're really lucky right now. <laughs> These are weird times, my friends. Um, so focus on one-on-one -on -one interaction. Interaction that isn't applauded or mediated by outside parties. So this is not a social media relationship. This is not uh, focus on posting in your online community or your favorite Facebook group or whatever. This is just you and that one other person. Sometimes Two of Cups approaches when we really need to take on a certain aspect of ourselves and our emotional lives. Uh, and often the best way to do that is to personify it in somebody else. Occasionally, though, this card will be telling somebody, okay, you've got your emotion that you need to compromise. You need to have an inner dialogue. I think in this case, it's more about reaching out but, but that aspect of it being private one-on-one -on -one relationships is very important. We live in a culture where uh, there's a lot of focus on um, even like this little podcast, right? Like this is not really a one-on-one, -on -one, is it? It's a one, you know, one person talking to just a small handful, but it's still a small handful. So this week, I wouldn't make three podcasts or meditations to share with multiple people. 
I would be focusing on my relationship with my husband, my son, or I'd be um, maybe giving individual readings, which I'm open for. Feel free to hire me. I'm here. Um, Or I would just be reaching out and having individual conversations with a friend. So there's like a a sense of limitation. There has to be a limitation for the relationships to really grow and really um, be free and celebratory. There's a way in which we can't do that in more public situations. Okay, then what's what's coming up that maybe we need to look out for? Dun, 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 dun. It is the devil. This is a charming, attractive card from the Major Arcana. We're pulling from the Golden Tarot today, so it's a very vivid, uh, probably late medieval, early Renaissance image um, of devils and Adam and Eve and poor human creatures suffering in hell and some scroll about redemption up in the top. Devil card. Well, this is the 15 in the major arcana in the tarot. It's an important card. It gets spun uh, by some contemporary tarot readers um, as a very positive card. And there's a lot of different positive things you could do with the devil. Um, Some people say, well, it's the breaking of chains. Others say, no, the devil is telling you that you're enslaved. The devil enslaves you. Some people say, no, the devil card um, obliterates and eliminates gender. And that's good. So there's a lot of ways to read the devil card. But you know what? Sometimes simple and obvious is really the way to go with your tarot reading or anything else. So when I stare at a creature that's uh, mean and bad, I'm not seeing like It's beautiful Lucifer, bringer of light, fallen, and the patriarchy is making me dislike him. I'm just going to read what's here. What's here is a scrawny, scrawly, creepy-looking creature with strange claws that is getting off on hurting humans and burning them, that has demon minions, and that is intentionally causing pain and torture to uh, basically Adam and Eve who are in the foreground of this picture. So there's weeping, wailing, gnashing of teeth. I think that describes a lot of our country and our life right now. (laughs) Sort of the psychic life of America kind of looks like this card. Um, But I'm not going to celebrate that devil today. I'm not going to go into how cool and anti-Christian it is and therefore the patriarchal, you know, whatever. I'm just going to say, this guy's ugly. He's orange too, by the way. Read that as you will. Okay? So some orange guy who really enjoys creating chaos and torture is having a party in hell. For us personally, the devil card this week 
refers to the ways in which we want to entrap ourselves, refers to the ways in which we want to focus on our entrapment, and the ways we want to focus on hell. We want to trap others in hell with us sometimes, not because we're super bad, but because the flames are coming so close. that we just, we can't cope. So we want to bring somebody down there with us. We also will do just about anything to avoid feeling those flames and looking at our own demons. There's our collective, you know, Cheeto skin type of, uh, <laughs> you know, collective projection of demons. But there's, there's ones that we have inside of us, right? These things like, uh, you know, being sadistic or just being selfish, especially when our survival feels like it's at stake. It brings out really mean and weird thoughts in people, including most of us at some time or another. So the card in this position warns us against our own desperation, but warns us even more against being in denial about it. We usually respond with denial and addiction. So look for the ways in which you're responding to genuine chaos, genuine trouble, with denial, with trying to assuage things with useless addictions. So um, I've been addicted to the news lately and uh, particularly local news in my hometown which has, a, there's a huge fire burning between where I am and where I grew up, just where my parents are and other people in my life. Places I love are being burned up right now. So it's understandable that I go in and I look at some of the decimation and I look at the weather report and I look at the fire danger and the evacuation map. Uh, and I look at the air quality thingy, right? So these are all ways that, that I'm trying to deal with my anxiety, basically. And my very real fear of survival. Or fear of lack of survival. You know, you get the idea. But that um, totally understandable urge to check these facts can and has turned into more of an obsession. So I've had to dial it back. I've had to say, okay, this isn't healthy. I'm going to do this once a day. I'm going to do this once every other day now that the immediate danger to me and my parents seems to have passed. Um, so I recommend looking at habits uh, not just as the typical substance addictions, Right? Like, uh, if you're drinking alcohol, well, certainly look at that. If you're snorting speed, certainly look at that. But the devil card can summon up those kinds of addictions, but also just the less obvious ones, the little habits we have that um, are exacerbating problems within our own minds. Right now we're having a, a strong kind of mind push-pull problem as a culture. 
So um, look for good habits for your body. Look for bad habits for your body and, and scale them back or eliminate them, even if just temporarily. Um, and look for good and bad habits of mind, mind and communication. Try to change them if they seem problematic or if you just want to test um, how that addiction is working for you or if it is an addiction, right? So an example would be to say, okay, I'm going to um, turn off all my social media and news and all that stuff for 48 hours. Maybe you have to leave on your texts uh, because you might need to do a call for work, so you're not going to go off tech entirely. But you can pick all the irrelevant things. Um, logging into your online community, posting to social, checking the weather obsessively. You know, figure out where your triggers are. These are triggers of your mind. Um, if you haven't seen The Social Dilemma, yet. I highly recommend it. Log into your Netflix when you are allowing yourself some tech time and watch it. It's about an hour long. And uh, that should give you an idea of what's going on in your mind <laughs> when you are uh, dealing with your digital devices. And maybe that'll be some inspiration for uh, dialing it back a little bit. Um, other addiction and and habit patterns that can come up when the devil comes up would be looking for the worst in other people. So jumping to conclusions, jumping to assumptions, and looking for the most uh, outrageous thing to be outraged by. Um, that guy over there has a a flag saying he supports first responders, therefore he's a white supremacist. Look for that kind of thinking and question it. Right? Look for those moments where we we jump to we jump to the extreme and we fail to see the humanity in others. If you are worried about the current political situation, keep in mind that fascism relies entirely on convincing people to dehumanize each other. You can't have Hitler and the Third Reich unless you have people willing to say, these people over there are not really full-on people. These Jews, these disabled people, these homosexuals, they're not really like us. And here are the ways they've shown that they're inferior or bad. And so now we can torture them, kill them, etc. That doesn't just flow in the direction of uh, right-wing agendas or anti-Semitism. It flows in all directions. So Devil Card would also warn us against that. When are we being lulled into dehumanizing others and considering them inferior? This is a really, really hard thing to do. I'm not saying I'm super great at it, but I've been working very hard uh, for four years on these issues. If you do a, a Tonglen meditation practice, or if you're a Christian who practices prayer, 
um, that kind of thing. The, a, a good way to combat that tendency is to uh, do a positive meditation or prayer towards the people that you tend to want to hate on. So I do a Tonglen practice um, toward Donald Trump, for example, fairly regularly. And it's not ironic or anything. <laughs> That's me sending positive vibes and love to Donald Trump. And honestly, if there's somebody who needs genuine love out there in the world, I think it is Donald Trump. I mean, this is clearly a very disturbed person with vast needs that were never met when they were a child. We're all paying for that. We're all paying for that, and we all have holes, unfilled places in us. So if you can send a prayer towards somebody who your first instinct was like, that asshole, <laughs> you know, it's a good little exercise. Just send them healing goodness. And you might find that you have more healing goodness in you than you ever realized. And I do want to um, say yet again, like I don't feel like I'm super good at this. And I'm not trying to say I'm a saint because I do this practice. I do this practice because I'm not a saint. And it teaches me, <clears throat> it teaches me that I have more love and that I can at least occasionally, sometimes dial back my natural tendency to extreme judgmental, criticalness. So if that's useful to you, um, that can combat the devil. It's certainly better than just like eating five pints of ice cream and drinking five martinis. Preferably not in that order. <clears throat> so where does this take us? We're focusing on personal relationships. We're dealing with the devil. We're not hiding from the devil. We're not indulging the devil or pretending the devil is good. We're just like, here's this thing. We're going to deal with it. We've just talked about that at length. Where is that taking us? All of this is taking us to Queen of Wands energy. And that's nice. We could use some of this. So we probably will start feeling this um, as early as like midway through next week. And uh, this is the very feminine manifestation of fire energy of magic and I'm getting distracted here because the birds look at them go they're like chasing each other what are they doing uh, Queen of Wands would like these birds in this deck she has very strange cool hands with long tapered fingers and a big golden crown and red red hair and red fire billowing up behind her so from the fire from fire, we draw transformation, transformative energy. We allow fire energy to work transformational magic in us and through us. When we hit our queen of wands stride, we're able to take the raw energy of chaos, <laughs> of rapid transformation, and we're able to send it somewhere. This is great for creativity. Um, 
many of you are are big on creativity, right? We've got musicians, we've got writers hanging out here. Um, so Queen of Wands, great time for that. She's a wonderful combination of the receptive feminine with the uh, manifesting fire wand mastery that comes with being a queen. So this is good, and this is very good for spiritual practices. If you do any kind of meditations and such that involve visualization, it will be a very good time for that. Um, some of this uh, fiery manifestation energy might just feel like it's popping up but not turning into something. And this would go with the astrological moment we're having as well. We have Mars retrograde in Aries, which means a lot of energy, a lot of like, let's go, rah, energy. But where is it going? Why isn't it directed? Why does it feel like the fire is stuck in our bellies and burning down our forests, you know? So I don't think Queen of Wands will solve that problem. But if we're doing our our work of uh, dancing with our devils, if we're dealing with that, I think we will find that there comes a sense of mastery. That we do feel that we can wait out this very rough time and that we can direct some of the emotional, magical, metaphysical energy that get unleashed during times of trauma and stress. I think we will find that we can do something with that. Don't expect it to like turn everything great, like, hey, it's next Wednesday, and Queen of Wands says, everything's perfect. Now it is. It's not going to be quite like that, but I think we'll start to have a sense that we play a role in our own lives and in the lives of our greater collective, and uh, it's going to feel empowering. So that's what I've got for us, and um, I look forward to doing the next recording outside among the clattering birds and the little peeping tiny birds too and the extremely playful gray squirrels and the really really loud Douglas squirrels throwing down bits of pine cone at us for today we're still inside and I would really love to get an email from you if you have any response to this reading if you try any of the exercises mentioned exercises whatever you know practices and stuff and if it works out for you uh, and and just a single sentence is fine it helps me understand what we're all going through um, and if you if you want more about practices or subjects you can request that in email too uh, and then maybe I can make a future post um, you know if you're like hey let's do a collective meditation thing together and they're like okay maybe i'll make make one and post it for you uh burning at gmail.com is me and i'm very interested in what you have to say about all this um i hope that your week week or so goes well this will probably take us through um to friday i don't even know what date or week it is anymore this reading will take us through to about Friday the 25th, and then we'll have a new post. So I hope I'll hear from you by then, and um, may your skies clear. May your roots stretch into the earth, and 
May your personal relationships and communications blossom under your tender care. Goodbye, everybody. I'm T. This is Burning Tarot. Pardon all the clicky-clicky noises.